politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast, episode number 36. This one's titled Entitled Kids and Mark Under the Influence. And I'll tell you where that title came from in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you that uh, we would not be existing right now without some of our great sponsors. What you need to do is you need to go and uh, basically thank the people that make this podcast happen. One of the big ones is Excalibur Heating and Cooling. It's Excalibur Services, rather, because they, they offer everything. I'm still getting used to that. They offer electrical. They offer plumbing. But they're the people who I allow in my house, and I trust in my house to do all of the right work. And uh, you should you should call them as well. They're attentive. They're fast. And uh, they're clean. And they're they're just really nice guys, actually. They're, they're really cool. Give them a call. 205-718-8688. 718 8688 area code 205 and uh, tell them that you heard about them right here on the mark harvard podcast also if you uh are are a service person a uh an electrician uh i think they need an office worker as well go by uh and and check them out call them and and get all the details on that too they've got some openings with a really cool company you need to check those out as well so i mentioned that uh, I was going to tell you the story about the uh, about the title. The title for tonight's podcast is uh, is Mark talks about the school system that's dropping the F as a grade, and we see how far into the podcast Mark goes into in before his muscle relaxers kick in. That's the big deal. Okay, to tell you the story, I've got to go back a little bit. I've got to go back about two weeks and uh, let you know about uh, th- this really cool morning that I got to be a part of and uh, a big group from my from my church we got together we had a church member who uh has you know is is, is older uh and uh, they they were having some problems with with a house that, that had been in the family for over a hundred years well no one in the family was around that was going to be able to uh to help keep the house up and so the house had just the, the yard had just grown uh up you know waist high grass it had been over a year but since anything had been done with anything and so a big group of guys from the church uh who I got to be a part of um went out there two Saturdays ago yeah two Saturdays ago and I mean 8 a.m. in the morning, we fired up nine weed eaters at once. Uh, I'm sure the neighbors loved us. So we went out, and, I mean, we got we got uh, vegetation trimmed back. We got trash picked up and put away. We spent all morning there with a group of about 35 guys. And, I mean, even to the point of chopping up a tree that had fallen and getting it out of the way. We took so many loads to the dump and to, and to you know, dump yard refuse and all that. Um and one of the one of the family members was there and was just speechless was just taken aback he had not seen the backyard of his house in years so he got to actually go back there and he was uh, he was blown away and it was it was such a special moment a special time that we got to be that I got to be a part of and uh, i got done and i came home and i threw some lunch down my cake hole and um went outside and Worked in my own yard, cut the grass, did some weed eating, edging, the whole bit, and uh, I went to bed. Got up the next morning, and I started getting, I started, my back started hurting, you know, and I'm thinking, well, of course it's hurting. 
I just did more yard work than I've ever done in one day. So, <laughs> so you know, it started hurting a little bit, and it slowly got better over the next few days, and it flared back up early this week, which concerned me a little bit. It's in my upper back, not my lower back, and so I, I went and, I went to the doctor today, and I got it checked out, and the doctor uh, gave me a steroid shot said it was probably just some inflammation right now. I said if it cap up for another week or so, I may want to go see a uh, may want to go see a uh, orthopedist. But but for the time being, steroid shot and uh, some muscle relaxers, which I have taken right before starting this podcast. So let's see how long it takes for the muscle relaxers to kick in. First off, we got to see who's going to win this battle of me staying awake because of the steroids or me going to sleep because of the muscle relaxers. Who's going to win this fight? But then how long does it take for these muscle relaxers to kick in? So if I start toward the end of this podcast sounding like I'm like, like I'm going from 45 to a 33 and a third record, if I start slowing down, then you you know why now. Because... It's because Mark's under the influence. <laughs> Everything's prescription. Everything is legal. Everything is fine. Just know that that is absolutely a possibility, and that you may want to uh, you may want to keep an eye on on that. Also, if you're listening to this on uh, on Friday on Friday night, yeah, um, we're live on Podbean right now. It's not something I do all the time. It's just I've got the house empty right now. And I'm feeling a little froggy. Let's do this. So uh, we're live on uh, on uh, on Podbean on Podbean live right now. So I invite you to uh, comment and and do all kinds of stuff. You can actually call in as a part of the Podbean thing. So if you want to go find us on Podbean and follow us, you'll get an update and a uh, notice next time we are uh, we are uh, running live. So let's dive right in, shall we? I posted this this uh, article over on the Facebook page. Uh, just the other day when it came out, and I said, oh, we are going to talk about this. And we shall. Uh, it's out of White Bear Lake, Minnesota. A middle school in Minnesota is making changes to the grading scale to exclude anything less than 50%. So Sunrise Park Middle School principal Christina Pierre course it'd be a French name, explained <laughs> the new grading system in a video posted online indicating that an F would no longer be used. Our whole intent is to ensure that grades focus on the process of learning. Uh, we want them to become good learners. Minnesota Superintendent Dr. Wayne Carmack, yeah, I'm not even going to try, led the development of an equity commitment statement during the 2018-2019 school year and adopted a four-way equity decision to guide the district's work. Now, part of the equity audit showed grading disparities among students of color, prompting the district's strategic plan to dramatically change its grading processes. So, they've explained that grades will only be based on what the student knows and not include outside factors like tardiness to class, turning in an assignment in late, or neatness. Uh, Associate Principal Norman Bell said students are encouraged to retake or revise quizzes, papers, or projects in an effort to enforce learning the material. So, so he said we're, we're giving them a 10-day window for revisions and retakes. Uh, school leaders are explained have also explained that by eliminating grades under 50%, a student who may have passed two assignments but has an incomplete on a third would still have a passing grade instead of failing. Heaven forbid they clean up that incomplete. But, you know, whatever, fine. You know, I'm sure the world will bend, bend over backwards for them. Uh, they encourage parents to remind students to stay caught up on work, turn in late assignments, and make revisions on work with low grades. Okay, 
let's start this and talk a little bit about where this goes off the rails. Now, okay, let me just go back a little bit. About 20 years ago, we started into a process where we started with the upward sports and that sort of thing, where there were no losers. There were no losers. And and listen, I, I don't want a kid to cry. I don't want a kid to be upset or traumatized. I really don't. I promise. I've, I've got my own little boy, and I, I would bend over backwards for that kid. To do, I mean, I would use my own, myself as a human shield to, to save this kid. Uh, that being said, one thing that we're dealing with with Jack, and even his school is helping us deal with, is working on ways to lose gracefully. So when he doesn't get his way, when he doesn't come out on top, when someone doesn't tell him how great he is, he can handle it. Because you know what? The world works that way. You are not always going to be told you're great. You are going to fail. It says in the Bible, Human beings are going to fail. Did you think you would never make another mistake? Jesus said that to Peter. So now we have this generation that, you know, 20 years ago started being fed this and is now aged up. They've gotten to a point where they're voting. They're they're uh, you know, they're taking leadership roles in their office buildings and their and their you know, their companies, their small business owners and everything like that. And when they're told no, or when they don't win, or when they don't get told how great their product and or food is, they don't know how to handle it. That's when we start getting thrown, you know, different types of excuses thrown around. Uh, You don't like it because I'm not from around here. You don't like it because of the color of my skin. You don't like it because of my my gender. You don't like it because of any number of hot-button prejudices. Those uh, muscle relaxers are kicking in. Um, They have all these excuses now. Instead of just realizing that a lot of times, it's just that you weren't good enough. I know, it's like hitting somebody with a sledgehammer these days. But you weren't good enough, therefore you did not win. You did not succeed. You failed, which starts with an F. I have failed classes. Gosh, I... In high school, I took two years of French in high school, and I got to college thinking, oh, okay, I can satisfy my my uh, foreign language requirement by taking uh, conversational French. I've had it for two years. I went in and was lost from day one. I lived in the weeds, and I failed that class. Yeah, I ended up taking computers for teachers to satisfy that requirement, um, which, which was absurdly easy. But... That being said, yeah, I failed. And it's one of the things that I have failed at that's taught me how to deal with failure, how to pick myself up when I fall down, how to uh, how to uh, continue on the path and get better and learn from my mistakes instead of having someone else come behind me and tell me that, oh, you 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 passed, baby. You passed. You didn't know. That's not a good grade. You no no. And I will teach my kid. 100% teach my kid that he is going to fail sometimes. And you teach him how to handle that with grace. You teach him how to uh, to let how to how to cheer on friends when they win instead of you. You teach him how to do all those things and that's how he becomes a good adult. And he learns how to work with other people. 
and he learns how to uh, to get by in life and not have his world shattered when he doesn't get his way. So I guess it's needless to say that this school in Minnesota, in my opinion, is making a horrible move by eliminating the F grade. And they're going to let him. Go, they're going to. They're going to give him ten days. They're going to say, "Hey, after ten, you have to up to ten days to retake this or revise this," which means more work on overcommitted and overworked teachers. I say that as the brother of a teacher, the the son of a teacher. I saw my mother up at all hours grading papers. And that's just the first take. Now they've got to go back and retake. It doesn't say this. I wonder if if you can only retake if you if you well, you didn't make the 50%. I can't say failed anymore, but if you didn't make the 50% is is that what it takes to to do the retake or if you didn't get if you got a B and you want to try for an A? Was the first take take your your preview test and now you're going to make your A with the with the the makeup test? Man, this is just this is how we end up with a society that does not know how to handle getting their butt kicked. And cuz life will do it. Life will 100% do it. Man, golly. Oh, in fact, and I didn't actually even plan this transition. Um, okay, you know who Peter Dinklage is. Yeah, he was the guy that was on Game of Thrones. Uh, he's doing a new musical and they've released a trailer. It's Cyrano. He's doing Cyrano de Bergerac. And that, yeah, that's, you know the story of that. It's where you've got uh, Cyrano, who is just this amazing wordsmith. And he's in love with a girl named Roxanne. And Roxanne's in love with a guy named Christian, who is an absolute idiot. And so Cyrano de Bergerac uh, ends up feeding Christian words to say to Roxanne. Thus allowing him to woo Roxanne and yeah. So Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones is going to play Cyrano de Bergerac. Haley Bennett is going to be Roxanne and Kelvin Harrison Jr. is going to play Christian in the latest musical spin on the classic tale of love and deception. So the original French play, loosely based on a true story, according to legend, uh, it plays out like that, and it, it, it's kind of a fun play. You know, there was a, a Steve Martin version that was out a few years ago where Steve Martin played uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Of course, his physical thing was just a big nose. Now, with uh, with Peter Dinklage, we have, we have uh, you know, his dwarfism we have uh, that he's dealing with, and, I, and from, what, from what it looks like on the previews, they've also roughed him up quite a bit. So it's not just that he's, that he's got... Um, a height issue. It, there are other things there they've that they've put in there to make him look just rougher than rough. So that uh, that trailer's out, but you know what? The whole thing on this is, and to tie it back to the first story, is Cyrano has been failed. He has failed before, and so he's figured out a way to make it happen. You get to see him do that when it hits theaters on Christmas Day, one of the most popular movie theater days, because everyone wants to get out of the house and stop talking to each other. (laughs) 
So, uh, coming up, stick around. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, this guy, uh, Ernest Johnson, his final statement before his execution in Missouri. Also, another new trailer out that I am excited about. You got you a 90s kids. You're going to be really all about this. They've released the Super Bowl halftime show and a lineup, and it looks like it might be one for the ages. You may actually want to even watch this. And we're getting a Tiger King 2, y'all. That's right, cool cats and kittens. It's coming down the pipe, and we'll get to see who all still cares about Joe Exotic. All that and more happening right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around, and don't forget to go follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and over on Instagram. Share it with friends and family. We've got some cool shows coming up in the very near future, as well as a scheduled edition. Yeah, I know, right? I can't even tell you who that is going to be, but uh, I'm pretty excited about it. All that and more coming up right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. As you know, I love talking about all the folks I do business with. And let me tell you, I am thrilled to welcome Excalibur Service Company to the Mark Harvard Podcast. When we moved into our house last year, Ben and the gang came out and checked a bunch of things. And we have since used them for all kinds of electrical work and HVAC stuff that nobody wants me attempting. <laughs> That's who I trust my family to for HVAC and electrical work. And you should trust them as well. Go to ExcaliburService.com or call them at 205. 205- 5718-8688. That's 205-718-8688. Tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's Excalibur Service Company. We are so happy to have all things new counseling services as a member of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Now, here's the thing. Life is not always easy. There are times when things change. We have to kind of adjust with that accordingly, and life can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating downright messy. If you're in one of these seasons in life, you need to call All Things New Counseling Services. They will come alongside you. They'll offer you strength, encouragement, and hope in the confines of a safe and therapeutic environment. Listen, I've known counselor Sharman Rutherford for a while now, and she is amazing and an amazing resource for people that need a little help getting through some of those valleys in life. So give them a call, 205-765-9155, or go by their website, All Things New counselingservices.com and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. That's right. All kinds of cool stuff uh, coming up. But first let me tell you, you got to contact Charmin Reynolds. Charmin and the gang over at All Things New Counseling Services. Uh, they are where you need to go if you're having some problems. Now, life is tough. Life 
uh, can throw up all kinds of obstacles. And if you need to talk to somebody, Charmin and the gang over at All Things New Counseling Services, that's who you need to contact. Go to their website, allthingsnewcounselingservices.com, allthingsnewcounselingservices.com. And uh, thank them for uh, supporting the Mark Harvard Podcast. Tell them you heard about them right here. And, uh, yeah, seriously, they're cool folks. I've, I've talked to them before. And um, just Charmin's heart. She's a Christian counselor, and uh, her heart is fantastic. So happy and proud to have them as a sponsor of the Mark Harvard Podcast. That's right. So, okay. I mentioned this before, you 90s kids, I've mentioned I'm a 90s kid, I grew up, you know, I was born in 1976, so uh, I was in high school and college in the 90s, all kinds of 90s culture, and you know, I was a stereotypical 90s kid, I mean, flannel, the shoulder length hair, I, I, I knew, I realized and recognized that Nirvana was horribly overrated and that Pearl Jam was so much better, and uh, I gotta say, I, you know, I enjoyed, there were two or three movies and uh, and cultural phenomenons that just kind of identified the 90s. One was the movie Reality Bites, and another was the musical Rent. And the story behind Rent is, uh, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not like the plot line of Rent, but the story behind it, it was a guy named Jonathan Larson who fought and fought and fought to become a playwright on Broadway, and uh, eventually uh, he brought his musical Rent to the stage. And the night before the previews, the dress rehearsal previews for uh, Rent, he uh, he passed away. Yeah, had a heart issue, passed away. So his autobiographical musical about the long process of writing Rent is coming to theaters. Lin-Win Mel Miranda is actually directing this thing. And uh, Andrew Garfield, you know, the second Spider-Man, he's playing uh, Jonathan Larson. And yeah, he's got the weighted tables in New York City while spending years laboring on a musical that would make him a theater icon. And uh, yeah, and a lot of people are playing a lot of uh, parallels between Linma and Mel Miranda and Jonathan Larson. So they're saying he's a good fit for the material. And uh, we'll see. The thing drops in theaters on November 12th. I'm going to actually going to be there. Here's the cool thing, though. It's heading to Netflix the next week. Yeah, a lot, a lot of studios, they want to uh, get uh, theaters to play their movies, so they're giving them first dibs, but they also understand that a lot of people are going to wait till it streams, so you might as well have one big push. So, uh, so yeah, it drops on Netflix the next week on the 19th of November. I'm excited. I'm probably going to wait for the Netflix release. I'm just saying. I'm already paying for Netflix, and if I go out to a movie, it's going to be like 50 bucks because i got to get a, a sitter and, yeah, all kinds of stuff. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, do you, do the, does the name Ernest Johnson mean anything to you? Um, well, on Tuesday night, Ernest Johnson was put to death by the state of Missouri, despite questions over his intellectual disability. Guy was 61, convicted of marrying Mabel Bratcher, Mabel Scruggs, and Fred Jones in a 1994 robbery during the robbery of a convenience store. Uh, Jonathan's lawyers have argued that killing Johnson, whose IQ test indicated that he had the intellectual capacity of a child, would violate the Constitution per a 2002 ruling that forbids the execution of an intellectually disabled person. His lawyer said there'd be no tangible harm in staying Johnson's execution while the legal question was sorted out, but the governor of Missouri, Mike Parson, denied Johnson clemency and the Supreme Court denied a last-minute plea for a stay of execution. So, it was carried out 
despite calls for mercy from a host of high-profile supporters, uh, representatives, former Mississippi governor, Missouri governors, even the Pope chimed in on this, said, if, if our state is to be guided by the rule of law, we must temper our understandable anger with reason and compassion for the most vulnerable among us, including Ernest Johnson. So on Monday, Johnson wrote his final statement, expressing uh, remorse for his crimes, gratitude for his supporters, and belief that he would go to heaven when he died. It's, it's, it's transcribed here in an unedited form. I'm sorry and I have remorse for what I do. I want to say that I love my family and friends. I'm thankful of all that my lawyer has done for me that made me feel as if I was family to them. I love them all for all the people that have prayed for me. I thank them from the bottom of my heart. I love the Lord with all my heart and soul. If I'm executed, I know where I'm going to heaven because I ask him to forgive me, God, everyone. Uh, with respect, with respect, Ernest L. Johnson. Um, lots of, uh, I actually fixed grammar as I was going. It, I, it, I could not do it. I, I, it was going to be disrespectful if I didn't do it. So, anyway, so uh, what do you think about that? I mean, this guy knows where he's going, so he was fine. But uh, what do you think about the Missouri, the state of Missouri doing that? Because here's the thing. Um, if you ended up, I mean... I could easily say absolutely because, you know, he took the life of three people during a robbery. He did some bad stuff. But if he's not at a point where he's capable of expressing or understanding that he did bad stuff, which I don't think this is the case. I think I don't think there's a different there's a, I don't think there's a, a parallel between low IQ and an understanding of right and wrong. So while I wish there had been another outcome. For this, I yeah, I'm torn on this. I just I really am torn on this. Uh not sure. Hey, uh when was the last time you watched the Super Bowl? I think the last one I actually watched, uh Katy Perry was the uh was the halftime show. And I was just I was just there for a party. I was there for a Super Bowl party. I didn't actually watch the game. Uh it's been years since I've watched a game, and it's been years since I've actually watched a Super Bowl halftime show. No one actually I mean, it's just not the big ticket it was at any point. So they've announced who the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be. Rock Nation and Pepsi are partnering with the NFL to deliver Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, um, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem to the stadium in Inglewood, California. Pretty big playlist. 44 Grammys between them all. Drew, Snoop, and Kendrick are all uh, Southern California natives. So their presence makes a lot of sense. Dre is one of the true architects of the West Coast hip-hop scene and is responsible for the careers of Snoop Dogg, Eminem, uh, Kendrick. Um, yeah, so there's no surprise that they're happy to show up because they, let's, let's be honest, they owe him a solid. So the opportunity to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show and do it in my own backyard will be one of the biggest thrills of my career, Dre said in a statement. I think they've backed off of that whole we're going to keep things wholesome Thing. I think they've realized that no one cares about that now. It's been enough years since the Janet Jackson Timberlake thing that I think they're okay with it now, and uh, they're ready to take some risks again. I'll still say the the best halftime show I've ever seen from them was the one where we had uh, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Aerosmith, Mary J. Blige, uh, all of them together. That's awesome. I would absolutely love to have that I'd love to, I'd, I'd take that group that grouping back today that'd be fantastic it was great 
It was a greatest hits thing. It was it was topical. It was good stuff. It was really, really good stuff. So that does it for me. I am out of here. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us over on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. And, uh, of course, on YouTube as well. We've got a YouTube channel. But in any of these places, go by and uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Wherever you're finding us, uh, wherever you're hearing the podcast. Uh, Spotify has a rating system. Uh, Apple Podcast, you can leave a review. That goes so far in helping other people find this podcast. And, of course... Share the link with your with your family and your friends and everything. Uh, post it on your Facebook page and your Instagram and, and your Twitter feed and all that. Love for that to be uh, something that you do for us. And it's how you can be a part of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Stick around. Uh, next week, we've got some cool stuff happening. And I, uh, I'll be back then. See you later. Have a great week. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.